The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are so glad to have you with us in the mid-November version of the Masculine Journey radio show. Exactly mid-November. Mid-November. Man, that just... I know people say when you get older, time passes quicker. Robbie, is it passing extremely quickly (laughs) for you? Went straight to Robbie. (laughs) (laughs) Flashing before my eyes. (laughs) No, it's just... It's passing so quick. It's hard to believe that in just a couple weeks, we're going to be at Thanksgiving. You know, and yep. it just seems like it wasn't that long ago that it was wintertime. But, you know, I guess it does have Sounds seasons. Sounds a lot like my dad. <laughs> Sorry for taking the mic, Dennis. Hey, Robbie, could you give us a little bit of background on the first Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, not fun, Robbie. Uh, we like to have fun. If you haven't been listening to the show, we do like to pick on our friend Robbie. It's because we love him. And Robbie kind of gives us a, a hard time <laughs> off the air. Um, if you've been listening for a while, you might have noticed we haven't updated on fantasy football. That's primarily because I'm losing, and so I don't like to talk about that. Right. We will put an update on our website this week, so if you want to go look and see how we're doing, we have some of the listeners on there. It would be great to hear who's doing well. How, who's winning my division? Um, I think your son is. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good coach, obviously. Yeah. Well, today's show, moving on to really why we're here today, we're going to talk about a, a topic that I think is really pretty relevant for us on a daily basis. You know, We started talking about this as, as a group last week, and Dennis kind of brought it to us. And Dennis, I'm going to kind of turn it over to you to kind of share the scripture and some of your thoughts that, that led us to the show today. <laughs> I just got caught up. I got my bifocals caught up here. Let me read this to you. It's from Psalm 51. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Just part of it. Um, Monday before last, we were talking last week about my Living Waters Monday that Robbie kind of dubbed it with uh, his Jeremiah 9 conversation. And in, in one of the many talks I had that day, uh, an old pastor friend of mine, Ty Talton, and I uh, stood outside and talked for a while. And we were kind of getting at some things that were coming up for, for me again, some, some past agreements, uh, some things that the enemy was trying to attack me with and had been doing for a couple of weeks at that point. And he suggested this. He said, I, he said the prayer of David is what he called it. And he said, Psalm 51, I want you to go to that. He said, what it, would it look like if you started your day every day with those words, if you went to that and asked God to do just that, creating me a pure heart of God, just like David did. And that's how this all kind of came about. And then I think God spoke to you about it the next day. Yeah, it really was. It was, it was along the... The lines of what are those things that, that keep trying to come and, and rob you of a heart? You know, as you were talking right then, I started to think, okay, when we become new Christians, right? When we accept Christ as our Savior, we get an, a new heart within us, as Scripture says. We're new creations in Christ. So why would we be praying at some point to purify our heart? It's because the enemy comes after it and the world comes after it and tries to pile stuff on it, to cloud it, to make things mm-hmm. that seem so clear some days really opaque on other days. And so this is where you get in to say, okay, what are the things that the enemy and the world try to throw on me consistently that I need to try to pray off with saying, God, 
I need you to purify me, to renew the spirit. Give me the spirit to sustain it. Because yeah. right? the attack's coming again. And so, Dennis, you have the first clip that we're going to talk about. And we're going to use a music clip yeah. this time. So why don't you just set that up and talk about you know, what you want to say to set it up, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about it. Actually, this is just a little bit of the part, uh, what Paul McCartney called the, the little middle ditty that uh, John asked him to write because he was writing a song called, that ultimately became A Day in the Life. And John had written a couple of verses straight out of the newspaper, essentially, had, had said this is the kind of thing you'd wake up in the morning and read about. Uh, and then he asked John to go off and write this middle part. He said, or Paul, to go off and write this other part. He said, you know, I've run out of ideas. Can you come up with something for the middle? So he went and wrote this part. And uh, what Paul came back with was this. All right, Dennis, now now help us understand why that song kind of speaks to this topic for you. Well, Day in the Life, how do do our mornings start off every day? Uh, For a lot of folks, you heard the alarm clock there, and then it's rush, rush, rush. You know, get ready as quick as we can, head off to work. He was grabbing the bus uh, to get off to work. And then getting there, and at the last part, he got into work and wanted to try to grab a smoke real quick. Just sounds exactly like most people's typical warnings. But, guys, I wanted to ask you something. What did you not hear there? What did he miss out on, Robbie? Uh, he didn't get a bath. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't. No shower. <laughs> he didn't shower. There was no mention of prayer. No prayer? Yeah, but but shower stand, stood out a little bit more. Yeah. You know, because... <laughs> I'm sure that people do smell in all the countries at some point. All right, he's not from America, but I'm sure they still sweat. Yeah, and that that was kind of the point I was getting at, not the smelly. Well, maybe the smelly part, Al, because, you know, we get up in the morning. (laughs) Why me and the smelly part? Clarify that for me. I don't know. When I thought about that initially the other day, you just came to mind. It was top of mind awareness with Al, but that you would laugh about this a little bit because it was – uh, you get up in the morning, you've got the you've got all the crust and the dirt from the day before, mm-hmm. everything that's happened from the time you went out yesterday morning, and all the stuff that's happened at night, which for me, and we might get into, there can be some things that go on there where the enemy's coming after you. Uh, if you go if you do like Paul did and you and you go and you don't you don't take that you don't take that bath of living water, don't have those showers of living water, then it builds up on you. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty soon now, Someone's going to notice that you kind of smell. And then you're going to notice that you can't. You may hide away after a while because you've been smelly for a while, and you realize that you're kind of smelly yourself. And the thing I thought about with the analogy with that is that if we don't allow God to cleanse us, and if we don't participate in that process, then things can get pretty smelly, Sam. (laughs) They can get pretty rough. Yeah, I usually look to see about where the flies are. If the <laughs> flies are kind of con- congregating, it's time to shower. Yeah. Now, on that, you do have to pray that. You have to ask God to kind of break some of the stuff the enemy's been throwing on you. That could be just the world's values. It could be trying to get you to buy into old agreements about yourself, about God, about other people. It could be lots of different things. It could be bringing up old sins of your past, old brokenness. But there's a way that God 
says, look, just come to me with your concerns. I will help purify you here. That's what David's asking. And that makes a difference, doesn't it, Al? You had this where you really practice this at one point in your life, not that you don't practice it now, but we were talking you know, before the show a few days ago, and you were talking about this time in your life where God really just interceded on a daily basis with something important to you. You know, that is something that has blessed me throughout my life or throughout my Christian life. Waking up, and the, the first thing I do is I go down. Well, I don't get a cup of coffee, but I do get a monster. I guess that was a shameless plug. But, I, you know, I get something to drink, and I start reading my Bible. And, you know, I have a highlighter. And the things that I don't understand, I look up. I highlight it, and I look it up afterwards. And then I pray. And, and, and Dennis, I love that psalm, and I love the way you, you spoke about it. Because what does he do? He goes down in humility. And that's the first thing that I do is I recognize all my weaknesses in my sins and where I was at my lowest point and where my father has brought me to. And I continually have um, fought through, you know, from my, from my past, uh, there were anger issues, there was insecurity, different things like that. And father has given me strength to fight this on a daily basis. So you had a clip that you wanted to play. Would you talk a little bit about that clip? Sure. This is from uh, Fireproof. And it's amazing to me when how many people have said, oh, isn't that just the way it is in real life? So, and I want you to listen to the... What are you doing? See, so you left me no pizza. Caleb, I just lit that candle. I like the way it smells. Well, I don't. Did you leave me any dinner at all? I assumed you were eating with Michael. Does it not occur to you that there are two people living in this house and both of them need to eat? You know what, Caleb? If you would communicate with me, maybe I could have something for you. Why do you have to make everything so difficult? Oh, I'm making everything difficult? Seems to me like I'm the one carrying the weight around here while you're off doing your own thing. Excuse me? I'm the one out there working to pay this mortgage, and I pay for both of the cars. Yeah, and that's all you do. I pay all of our bills with my salary. Which you agreed to do. That's fair. Do you not like this house? Do you not like your car? Oh, Caleb, who takes care of this house? Yeah. Me. Who washes all the clothes? Me. Who gets all the groceries? Me. Not to mention I'm helping my parents every weekend. You know, I've got all this pressure on me, and the only thing you ever do for anybody is for yourself. Let me tell you something. You don't know the first thing about pressure. All right? You think I, I put out house fires for myself? Or, or rush to car wrecks at 2 a.m. for myself? Or pull a child's body out of a lake for myself? You have no idea what I go through. Oh, yeah, but what do you do around here other than watch TV and waste time on the Internet? You know what? If looking at that trash is how you get fulfilled, that's fine, but I will not compete with it. Well, I sure don't get it from you. And you won't, because you care more about saving for your stupid boat and pleasing yourself than you ever did about me. Shut up! I'm sick of you! You disrespectful, ungrateful, selfish woman! How dare you say that to me? You constantly nag me and you drain the life out of me. I'm tired of it. If you can't give me the respect I deserve, look at me. Then what's the point of this marriage? I want out. I just want out. If you want out, that's fine with me. Now, contrary to popular belief, this is not Robbie and Sam before the show. No, no, but, you know, I wanted to test your theory if you're doing better with anger, so I cut you off <laughs> mid-sentence and wanted to see how you did, and you did well. So talk a little bit about, obviously, that's not you in that clip, but right. there are some elements of anger. We have a, about 45 seconds till we go to break, but let's touch on a little bit, and we'll talk about it coming back from break. How did God help you break that cycle? Well, the first thing I did is I recognized my flaws. I, I, had, to, I had to go humbly and say, you've got to change me. 
And and that's what I love about the movie is he goes through that process in the movie. It's only for a few weeks, but it's a lifelong process. It's not a destination. It's a journey. And, you know, for me, I had to go through, you know, a lot of changes, a lot of fighting the demons within and not letting that past attack my family. You know, often that anger is a is a result. You know, it's not necessarily the cause. There's something underneath that's right. causing that anger. And so letting God come in and work on the cause will help you with the anger. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about that some more. We're going to visit one of Robbie's clips I'm looking forward to from Evan Almighty, one of my clips from the show Lost. And if you want to know how those tie in, stay tuned. Masculine Journey Radio. Dot org. Dot org. Thank you. I was just stuck there for a minute. I was like, dot something. Anyway, BaskinJourneyRadio.org or Facebook, Baskin Journey Radio. Your phone, your tablet, your iPad, your Android just became a radio. That's right. You can take the Truth Network with you everywhere now thanks to our brand new Truth Network app. That's right. Listen to Dr. Michael Brown, The Line of Fire, The Christian Car Guy with Robbie Dilmore, Truth Talk Live, all of our programming 24-7 right there in your hand. Perhaps you're out of range of your radio or traveling in a busy airport. You can plug into the Truth Network. Just go to truthnetwork.com to download the new free app. That's truthnetwork.com. Daddy, when are you coming home? It can be difficult being a service member called for duty. That's why there's the Yellow Ribbon Reintegration Program. We help thousands of National Guard and Reserve members ensure their families are taken care of while they're away. Daddy, you're home. And when they return, we help with everything from job opportunities to financial planning. Learn more at yellowribbon.mil. A message from the Department of Defense. So that's what we're talking a little bit about today. And if you were listening to it before the break, .org would be what it is, .org, <laughs> .org, .org. If you didn't listen to before the break, go back and listen to it. I think you'll find it a little funny. But anyway, we're talking about a clean heart, a pure heart, restore in me. And it's not just mentioned in Psalm only. Paul talks about you know killing the old man or, or sacrificing the old self, right, that that's something that you need to do. So obviously this is something that the enemy is going to try to bring back up. And when we left... Al, you were talking a little bit about you know this this journey that you're on, that you continue to be on about just moving past old anger issues in your life, and tell us a little bit more about that. You know, one of the things that had to happen was I had to recognize that my wife wasn't the enemy, or your, and for anybody out there, it could be your spouse. And I had to watch the way I spoke because you know you have the words, but you also have the vocals, the tone of your voice, and I had to change the tone of my voice. Um, I had to change um, what bothered me, what I was going to let go of. And that that has been, a you know, even now, there are things that bother me, and I don't say anything, but letting go of it is an issue. Right, but it's a process still. Oh, long, it's, it's a lifelong process. It, it's much easier. You don't have to fight through it as much. But 
God is constantly involved in that all along the way. Obviously, you're not just doing it on your own. Side. Oh no, no, it, there is um, there. There's a constant. I call it bathing in humility. When I get up in the morning in my prayer, the first thing I do is I start talking, or I, I go back to the moments when I was just deep in my sin. Not that I'm taking that sin back and owning it, but I recognize where I was and that He has brought me to this point, and He has changed me. He has purified me. Now I've had to, I've made gains and I've made, you know, losses, but you know, the, one of the greatest things that's come out of this is the way my family and I interact that when, when I do get frustrated before I lose my temper, you know, we'll pray about it. You know, they, and I've given them complete control and permission to say, Hey, um, why don't we pray about this? And yeah, now the attack for you may look a little different than the attack for Dennis, right? You know that the enemy tries to use what's worked in the past. He tries to use what he knows has been effective, and he wants to try to rob from you that that those things that God is giving you or reminding you of. And I'm going to go ahead and play the clip that I chose from the, the the TV show Lost. And in this clip, Jack is talking to his grown son, uh, late teenage son, just about this topic of having what it takes. And we're going to come back and talk about that a little bit. I didn't want you to see me fail. You know, when I was your age. My father didn't want to see me fail either. He used to say to me that he said that I didn't have what it takes. I spent my whole life carrying that around with me. I don't ever want you to feel that way. I will always love you. No matter what you do, in, in my eyes, you can never fail. I just want to be a part of your life. You know, see, for me, that attack, more times than not, is at the identity level. You know, the Satan used to get me thinking about sin, things that you know I'm not proud of because we all have those in our life, or things we wished we wouldn't have said or done. But, you know, a long time ago, God helped me get through most of that, and it's not nearly the attack he uses. Now it's the attack on me and my place with God. You know, and, and often God has to intercede and I have to be good at inviting him in and saying, God, I need you because I try to strong arm and it doesn't always work. But to invite him in and say, God, I need your help here because honestly, I have no clue what to do. Yeah. And God will say, you know what? You do have what it takes and I will be there with you. But at the end of the day, he just wants that relationship. And it's just so powerful in there to hear, you know, in my eyes from a father to a son, in my eyes, you can never fail. And I think there's so many times the world tries to tell you, me, whoever, you're a failure because of this or you're a failure because of that by their standards, not by God's. That's an interesting contrast that you talk about because, you know, I'm still going through some of those things, Sam, with dealing with some things of the past. And I wasn't making light in the shower thing earlier. That's the dirt Mm -hmm. for me that, that needs to come off and needs to be cleansed. Uh, but God is at what I'm hearing you say is God's after the same thing. Right. He's coming after us. He is, and he's coming after us in a way that contradicts what the enemy's been doing. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, he wants union with you. Robbie, I would like to talk with you a little bit about your clip. You have a really cool clip. I love this clip. But tell us a little bit about the clip, or tell us whatever you want to tell us, Robbie. It's totally <laughs> up to you. I'm turning it right over to you. Yeah, the clip I have is from the movie Evan Almighty. And Evan is a TV host who runs for office, and next thing you know, he's a senator in the U.S. Senate. And 
he had said that he wanted to change the world. In fact, he'd prayed um, to a God that, honestly, when you looked at it, I don't know that he believed really existed. And I think, for me, a lot of mornings I wake up and God's not real. And I think for a lot of folks, is God real in their life? Because if he was real in their life, do you act the same way if he's not real? And so Evan didn't act as though God existed at all until God really did show up. And he really, like you said, he came after Evan. I mean, everywhere he turned, it was gopher wood, which one of my, oh, man, I mean, really. He had the little gopher on the wood, you know. <laughs> if you know my sense of humor, I, I could just spend days on that particular subject. But he went after Evan all over the place on the one issue that I saw was, was central to the movie is that he was real. And he and he really wanted to engage Evan on something that Evan said that he wanted. And so for me, uh, as I look at my own life, one of the struggles I fight is, is all this real or is it all make-believe? Mm-hmm. And if I come back to that point, and I love what Dennis is talking about, God create in me not just good behavior. What I, he wants a pure heart and a steadfast. In other words, I'm holding on to the fact that you really are God, you really do exist, and you want to play a part in my life. Well, Evan, because he engages with God, next thing you know, he's got a relationship, and every morning he's waking up working on the ark. I mean, he's building an ark because a flood is coming. And God becomes so real to him that that reality changed all the behavior. But that wasn't what he was after. He, what was What he was after was that relationship and within that relationship they have the fun which we all know is doing the dance and so what a clip man it's just too awesome you knew the dam was unstable that meant for the ark the family the neighbors i fought you every step of the way yes but you did it so you had nothing to do with the flood like where the ark landed exactly i gave you a little shove at the end sue me you did good, son. You changed the world. Now, now, I did. Well, let's see. Spending time with your family, making them very happy. Gave that dog a home. Right, so? So, how do we change the world? One act of random kindness at a time. One act of kindness. Do the dance. Care to join me? <laughs> I now issue a new commandment. Oh, you shut it off too quick. Oh, okay. Everybody dance now. All That's right, okay. It's all right. I got it. All right, come on back. I think it'll come back. <laughs> You knew the dam was unstable. Oh, you got my back. I messed up. I am so sorry. Everybody. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. My new commandment is everybody does the dance. But it's okay. I'm because so it, it, we, can just, we can just say that, wow, that's the deal. For me, the movie, is you see Evan and God doing the dance. Yeah. And they have this relationship, and it's real. And you know Evan's heart has been changed because of one gigantic issue that when I look across at the couch over there, that man over there, the day that God became real for Vinny is the day everything changed. Right. 
and the same thing in my life and many other people when God chooses to come after you and make himself real. Um, but then we've got to renew that every day. Right. And the enemy wants to play the play the slice a little bit that, you know, we're forgetful creatures. Right. Right. You know, he wants to try to, why is it that we remember bad things forever, but we have a hard time holding on to good things? Because the enemy knows that he can rob us that way. You know, whether that good thing is just a great moment with God. You know, so I never used to journal, and I do, do, I do that a lot more now. Because if I don't, I'm not going to remember all the things that God's done intervening in my life. You know, all the things that he's, he's done to make my world different. Because I heard a great analogy the other day, and it may or may not apply, because right now I'm not doing real good. I missed org. I hit the, the, the well, button a couple times twice. <clears throat> but, you know, it's, it's a concept of Novocaine. You know, when you go to the dentist and you get a shot, right, they kind of give you a shot and they walk out and they come back in and they say, are, are you numb now? And, and you will say, yeah, I am. But if they ask you, dentist, can you tell me the exact moment that you got numb? The answer would be, uh, no, not really, just somewhere along the way. Right? And that's kind of the way it is with the way the enemy attacks us a lot of times, is he just gradually does it through erosion. Right? But the other thing that he does, he robs from us that trip that we've been on that we lose sight of it. We lose sight that when we look back, we're not that person or we're not that angry or we're not that sin anymore that we thought we were. That we do know that God is real. Right? And he tries to rob us from that by not letting us pick a point. And so when we sit down and we say, I'm going to put a mark here, like they used to do back in, in the old day, Robbie, when they used to put, what would they put? They would put a they statue build of an rock. altar. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, you know, Jacob built altars all over the place to remind him of where God showed up. Yeah. It, it was a pretty common thing. And, but we don't do those types of things in our life to remind us of those things. And so this daily renewal is vital. You know, Dennis, is it something that, again, I'm putting on the spot a little bit, is that something you've been trying to practice? Yes, very much so. And uh, I'd just like to ask a listener to to think about this tomorrow uh, as you start your day and hear God saying this to you. While you relax in my presence, I am molding your mind and cleansing your heart. I am recreating you into the one I designed you to be. Absolutely. What a great passage. The God is taking you back to that place, to that place before everything that happened. The way that he saw you, the way he continues to see you as who you are as a person. And he's wanting to remind you of that. So each day, just take a time tomorrow and say, God, I invite you in, purify my heart, cleanse me, renew in me my spirit, and let's go on this adventure together today. I don't know where we're going, but we're going to be okay because I'm going with you. Thanks for going with us this week. We pray that you'd be with us next week and hope that you're safe over the coming days. 